Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Uh, welcome to the Living Free Show on 3CR Community Radio, 855 kilohertz on your AM dial. Hi, I'm Bill. I'd like to start the show by acknowledging the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional owners of the land from which 3CR transmits people-powered radio. Each week on the Living Free Show, we showcase one of the 12-step programs that assist recovery from drugs, alcohol, gambling and food addictions. Our guests share their recovery story and highlight that shared experience saves lives. I'd like to welcome Ram to the 3CR studio this afternoon. Hi. Hi. Hi, Bill. Thanks for having me. No worries. Uh, Ram's a compulsive gambler and is recovering with the help of Gamblers Anonymous. Uh, Ram, we usually start by talking about family and how you how, growing up and things that influenced you, um, your life. But um, do you want to tell us how long you've been in GA? I've been in GA for like since August, like late August. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, so what was life like growing up for you? What was, you know, social life? How was your family? And, uh, did you have any brothers and sisters? Yeah. I had, um, two, two brothers and a sister and yeah, my parents were very nice to me. They, like, they didn't spoil me at all. They were just, just average. We were just average family pretty much. Like, yeah, they were just nice, just average. Yeah. Okay. Um, so what about growing up and um, going to school, friends? Oh, like I was a bit of a bully in primary school, but then high school I was actually didn't bully anyone because I knew how bullying was. So, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. It, it, it was all right. I was a slow learner as well. So I, yeah, I would just, I was, yeah, I was didn't really do my homework as much until I moved schools. Like, yeah. 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 Well, I guess in high school, we have a bit, bit of a different focus to, to yeah. primary. And I guess getting taken out of your comfort zone as well. So did, were you comfortable at secondary school? Yeah, I was. Oh, not really until I moved schools because there was less, less than a hundred students at the school that I did move to. So I didn't yeah. really have much friends as well. So I would, yeah, study a lot, let's say like I'd study more than I did at my last primary, like my last high school. Right. Okay. So, um, having a smaller group of friends. So, were you very close to your friends? Um, yes. Yeah. N- yeah. Yeah. I was actually. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, did you have a passion for what you do when you left school? Yes. I I knew I wanted to run a business, and I wanted to help people while I was doing it. Yeah. Yeah. But I just didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah. Okay. So, how did that pan out? I panned out like um, I didn't finish high school. My everyone in my family knew what to do. Like my sister's accountant, brother's accountant, my brother's my younger brother's the chef. But I didn't have any idea what to do. So my parents got me a milk bar to own. So we ran the milk bar. Me and my parents. Okay, that's a really tough gig, really. Yes. <laughs> was, that the, was that the sort of business you wanted to go into? No, but it was a business that i would get experience i thought like yeah i just thought it's just an experience like might as well make a step somewhere so they yeah i agreed to that they agreed to that and we went along and done it yeah working with your parents is 
a hard gig as well. Yes. Milk bar's a hard gig. Working with your parents is a hard gig. So yeah. how did it go? Oh, it was a bit frustrating sometimes because um, they were very old school, let's say, and I was in like the modern times and they wouldn't understand me as much because um my broken Cambodian, like my background. And yeah. yeah, they, yeah, it was hard to communicate with them as well. But they just wouldn't understand how things would work for a store. Yeah. Like as in where things should be, where people would tr- see their traction through when they walk in. And yeah. Yeah, it's very frustrating. Yeah. A little frustrating. So did they run a business themselves before that? They had a few businesses, but there was like work from home businesses for like clothings and stuff like that. Okay, right. Um, so, uh, if it was a family business, did did your brothers and sisters get involved as well? Yeah, my brothers would um, help out on the weekends. Um, they would give me and them some time, like a break from yeah the long hours that we'll do. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, did did working with your parents and working in a milk bar did did that cause you any sort of anxiety? Yes, a little bit. Like, well, it's just mostly the customers that would cause it as well. And because um, we had people from the commissions and they would give us a hard time about a lot of things. But my parents wouldn't be so nice and lend them a lot of things. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, and it was just frustrating dealing with both of them when it's like, oh, we're not like that. We're not, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so while you were doing the milk bar, did you did you have a normal life yourself? Did you have a social life? Yeah, I had a social life. I would see like like I was just yeah like in my going eighteen to yeah whenever I would be going out a lot, um, clubbing. I'd be traveling as well. It was hard to get time off, but yeah, I'd, I would travel with my friends. I would just hit the clubs pretty much, and we would just go eat every now and then for lunch and stuff. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So um, did. Did, were your parents involved in gambling at all? Yeah, they would gamble, but they weren't really so hardcore at it. They were just family, family like barbecues and stuff. They would be like at a table playing cards, or they would go to the casino with their friends, and yeah, yeah, they, okay. they wouldn't be, yeah, they weren't, they weren't addicted gamblers. Yeah, they so weren't just addicted. Social yeah. gamblers, yeah. yeah, social gamblers, yeah. <laughs> okay, um, so when when did things start? Um, becoming an issue for you with coping with working in a milk bar with your parents yeah oh when like um probably within the first two two years it was a bit just getting to know everything how everything works and them just doing what they think they would do and we both would really not listen to each other so it was a bit frustrating and just yeah yeah, it was hard to cope. Oh, it was yeah. It was just I had to deal with it. Like it's part of business, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Getting on, getting on with your um, your business partners. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so, did um, did you do anything? You know, did you turn to alcohol or drugs as a way of escaping that? I would turn to some drugs and some alcohol. Yeah. It was alcohol at first, but then, um, yeah, I started like smoking, smoking drugs afterwards. Yeah. Like within the time. Yep. Yep. So d- Just, did you do that socially with your friends? Some friends, yes, I would do that socially, but we didn't do it all the time. But then I just found myself doing it all the time. I would be smoking at night to wind myself down and just pretty much sleep, like sleep off what I've just been through. 
every day. Like, yeah, had to milk well. So. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So did your parents know about your smoking? No, they didn't know about the the smoking. No, no, they, I just hid that from them all the time. So did that cause you any distress, sort of doing things that they didn't know about? Yes, I was just, well, not so much. I was, they they caught me one time, but they just, I just told them, oh, yeah. I, I just, I just made an excuse for it, but then they just slap, gave me a slap on the wrist. Like, they didn't really care. They just wanted me to keep up with my daily routines and as in work and stuff. Yeah. Which I did and, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, did you keep the business? Um, no, we sold it eventually, 10 years later. Yeah. Yep. Damage was done? Yeah, damage was, Yeah. Damage was done. We just, yeah, they had enough. I had enough. And yeah, I wasn't there for the last two years because I was really, I had enough personally. And my brother came from, my older brother just pretty much saved me from that. Like, yeah, I just didn't know what to do. Like, yeah. just, I wasn't going anywhere. It was like a dead business sort of. Like, I, we had a cafe, like we were part of a cafe and a cafe opened up and it was just like, everything was challenging us pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you do in the last two years? The last two years, I was um, gambling. Like, but yeah, I was yeah just gambling and working at a factory yeah. with my friend who was the manager. Okay. Yeah. So how did you get into gambling? How did I get into gambling? I started um, with the stock market. I was just trying to invest because um, I never really had control of my savings. Well, I never had savings because um, my family or someone, I would lend them my money so my money would be pretty much in the air so i thought i would start to try to invest in it just try to make it like so i've got something try to lock it down yeah lock it down yeah <laughs> okay um so was the stock market was that good for you it was but i wanted more so i started invest, like tried to it was gambling on currency let's yeah. say yeah okay and that was a very high, like it, it was fast, let's say. And I couldn't afford what I was losing and winning at the time, but I was losing a lot. It was just fast. Like I had, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. So how long did that last? That lasted for um, probably a good year and a half, but then I, I stopped it eventually. And then I just forgot about gambling then. And then, I don't know, I went to the, what got me back onto gambling was um, I I was waiting for a friend because it was his birthday and um I just he yeah he sorry he 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 was taking his time to see me so I went to the pokies and I didn't see him that whole night because I hit the jackpot there and I was just spent my whole night there didn't see my friend and it was his birthday. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Did you think that was a problem? At the time, yes. Yeah. I didn't realize it because I was so overwhelmed of what I've just just made. Yeah. What I've earned. Yeah. Like. Okay. Um, so did you find the pokies the, the place you turned? Yeah. You turned to? Yeah. Yeah. So, I'd find it. Yeah. 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 That, that was yeah what I turned to eventually. It was yeah. my jam. Yeah. Okay. Right. So the other thing um, we were talking about uh, off air was um, going on the cruise after you sold the milk bar. Yeah. So do you want to t just talk about that? Oh, so on the cruise, it was me, my brother, and my parents that were there. My older brother, he came on the trip, but he was with my other cousins in somewhere around yeah. Europe. But yeah, yeah <clears throat> me and my brother, we were just um, on the cruise ship. There was a casino there. We were gambling there. My parents were doing that too. We were just having fun, attending all the events there, having a good time, and then... The casino wasn't open one time. I don't know why, but me and my brother 
well, I just started gambling online and um, I hit like the jackpot. Like, oh, I hit a jackpot, but it was like the big amount where I would just stop gambling forever. Like, because yeah. I would retire off this amount. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Impressive. Um, so what did you do? Could you get the money straight away? No, I had to wait uh, a good month, a good month, yeah, and a half. But yeah, the, once I actually had it in my account, um, I blew it all in six hours, six and a half hours on that day I got it. And Was that at the pokies? Or? No, no, that was, that was on, online. All online. Okay. All online. Wow. Um, so did you have any debts at the time? Yes, I had some debts because my brother helped me out with um, money, the fund for the holiday in Europe. We were there for a month and... We just, like, I didn't have any money at the time because he knew I was had a problem. And he helped me out and got a loan for me. And I didn't pay that off. I, yeah, I had a car that, like, I had a car to pay off and I didn't pay that off. I just thought I would want to just try gamble a little bit, earn a little bit extra. But no, I just destroyed it. I just blew it all. Wow. Yes. Um so you had planned to stop gambling. Yes. I, that day when I did win it with my brother, I told my brother we were celebrating. I just didn't want to gamble at all after that. And then my girlfriend was on the, her way to Europe to see me and my family. And I told her about what I've just won on the cruise ship. And, yeah, well, I just told them they're going to do it again. And, yeah. So yeah. The, there was no protection against going and just blowing the whole lot. Yeah, there was no protection. There was no, yeah, there was nothing. It no. was just, it was myself who had to protect myself from it. But it was just temptation. Temptation was, was my weak part at that time. Just, I never knew how powerful gambling was yeah. at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so how did that make you feel? After I was bit like... After you lost all that money, Yeah. I my head was spinning. I had an anxiety attack. I was just breathing heavily. I just knew what I've just done, and yeah, I was just I didn't know what to do. I just I I I was yelling in my room. My parents asked me when I came out what was wrong. I told them nothing, nothing. I had to go see my girlfriend that same day. I was a different person. I wasn't me. Ever since that day, I wasn't myself. I was. Abnormal. Abnormal. Yes, yeah. I was abnormal. Okay. Um, so that obviously made you feel terrible. Yeah. What was it like telling your girlfriend? I didn't tell her. You didn't tell her? I didn't tell her. I told her I – actually, I did tell her that I did gamble a little bit of it, but I, I told her to hold my cards, my my bank cards, because I, yeah. I had nothing on them. And yeah. I just told her – I just didn't know why I did that. I just did that just yeah. to – I'm a, I was a I was a liar when I was gambling a lot, just about where I was a lot of the times. Yep, yep. I was just. Well, that's the that's a typical thing with gamblers. That yeah. They have a separate life, and you know, being of all the addictions, gamblers is probably the hardest because you've got to run two lives. You've got to run a couple of sets of financial books. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you've got to keep it all separate so nobody knows about it. So that must be very. Anxiety that would be anxiety producing for me just to do that. Yeah, it, it is very like I, don't, I, I still to this day I don't know how I managed to do it, get to make funds to do it, and to actually just keep it up. Like, yeah, I was just chasing, I was blind doing it, I was just lost. I just didn't know what I was doing every day for a good year. Yeah, 
But I knew there was a time when a period when I'm like, enough's enough. I, I have to stop this year. And um, that was when I was just rock bottom. I lost my girlfriend. Like, I, like yeah, I lost my job. And, yeah, I just didn't know what to do. So I stopped gambling. I got a job with my friend. And then he got me the job. And then I was earning money. I was saving again. But then, yeah, I I started gambling again after three months. And, yeah, I was just... I went back into that insanity mode where I just didn't know what I was doing every day. I ended up losing my job again and, yeah. Not fun. Not no. fun at all, no. Okay. Well, listen, we might take a quick break. City, City Limits. Limits. Brought to us by the People's Committee for Melbourne every Wednesday at 9am. City Limits is Melbourne's only hour devoted to our urban environment. To transport and planning and housing issues. To privatisations and our utility services. To building and or maintaining a sense of community. 855 on the AM band, if we can hear it through the noise and find it through the smog. City Limits. This is the Living Free Show on 3CR Community Radio. 855 kilohertz on your AM dial and 3CR on digital radio. Uh, if you'd like to listen to one of our podcasts, then you can check them out on our website, which is 3cr.org.au forward slash living free. You can contact us via 3CR on 03 9419 8377 or email us 3 at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter as 3CR Living Free. I'm talking with Ram, and we're talking about recovering from compulsive gambling with the help of Gamblers Anonymous. Um, so, Ram, we sort of finished. Uh, you were talking about working with your friend. Um, so, what what's it like a day in the life of a gambler who's working? Yeah. So, do you want to run through that? Oh, what that... what it's like to work. A lot of your work has been with people you know. Most yep. of us work for people we don't know. Yeah. Uh, so, what's it like working with your friend and gambling? Oh, my friend, it was pretty, he was a good guy. He was always, he tried to make my work easy, but I never wanted it to be easy. Plus the work was really hard working for a a, a boss who was just like, it's my way or no way, like you yeah. better do it. Like he would just come in and just, if he's having a bad day, he would just put the pressure on us. And I just, yeah, I wanted to work in a job like that so I could appreciate money so I wouldn't gamble it, but... So I, you didn't appreciate the money? I didn't. Yeah, no. I still didn't appreciate the money. I <laughs> no actually, matter how hard you worked. Yeah, working that hard, I actually just wanted to gamble more eventually. Like, eventually got to that. Like, yeah. yeah. I would just, um, on my lunch breaks, I would pretty much gamble. There was some times when I would actually just empty my whole account that I just got paid on that lunch break. And, yeah, I would just... So I was just was this online gambling? This was all online gambling. Yep. Yeah, yep, all online. And yeah, my friend would just be like, "What's going on? What's what's with you? You're just you're so down now." And I'll be like, "Oh no, I don't want to talk about it." But I'd always tell him afterwards, and he would just like try to try to tell me what I'm doing wrong. I would listen. I knew what I was doing wrong myself, but I just didn't control myself. Let's say. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. You didn't really understand the nature of the disease. No, at all. No, no. I didn't. I just... <laughs> Self, just... Self-will self doesn't work. Yeah. Like, it's just... It was just chasing. I was just... Yeah, just chasing. And that's... Yeah. I was just in an insane mode. Like, I was just... Yeah. Yeah. So, again, that 
that makes you feel pretty terrible. So did you do, did you need something to help you get over that? Yes. Like, um, yes, there was like, I would just, I would just work. I would just work harder. I would just, I don't know. I would just, I was really lost. I really can't think about it, but I would just talk a lot to my friend about it and just feel sorry for myself. And I knew better if I wouldn't gamble, but then I would find myself just spending a little bit on the lunch, my lunch breaks gambling when I would get paid, but I still just wouldn't never, never learn. Just, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So did you turn to alcohol and drugs again? Yes. Yes, I did. I was um, smoking, smoking drugs and it wasn't, yeah, I was just smoking drugs to wind down from work and everything, all the stress and stress on, that I put on myself as well and girlfriend problems, family problems. Like I would just hide away eventually when I would use drugs and gamble. Like, yeah. yeah. Most, most gamblers isolate. So it's not an yes. abnormal thing for a gambler. It's abnormal for us. Yes. Yeah. Looking in. Yeah. I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't just. I would just. Yeah. Hide away pretty much all the time. Everyone would wonder where I am. I'd just be like, no, nah, um, I've got something to do. But I would be at home just hiding away. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so did that affect your friendships? Did Did you lose a lot of friends? Yes, but no. They just well. They would wonder where I was because my younger brother and me we have. Um, a group of friends where we'd all go out, but some would ask, like, where's Ram? How's Ram been? Yeah. And my brother wouldn't know, know what to say because he would use so much excuses. Same with my family too. They would yeah. um, they, they, they would just tell them what I have told them and I'll just say I have another party to go to which I would just be at the pokies or I will just be at home playing yeah. the pokies. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's pretty standard for families of um, people with problems. Yeah. Family, yeah. My dad was an alcoholic and we'd never tell anybody what was really happening because yeah. you, you couldn't you couldn't yeah. afford to let people know what it was really like because they'd just be aghast yeah <laughs> yeah um so did you try and gamble socially with friends or not yeah i did um like yeah i was a, i would gamble with a different group of friends who would just like they'll let's say they're my drug friends who yeah. would, we would go at night we would play some pokies but uh they weren't so extreme as me when i would gamble like but i was a giver so if i won they would win yeah. they would win they i would win too but they weren't just they they wouldn't go so extreme as i did like yeah. they weren't so compulsive about it yeah yeah so could they leave it they could leave it yeah yeah they would leave it just straight away they would actually look at me different and think What's wrong? Well, like, why would he do all that? Why would he waste that money? Why would, you know, yeah, they would just look at me so different. Like, but then again, they did not say nothing about it. Yeah. No. No. Well, yeah, that's, that's sort of normal. You don't like really to rebuke your friends. It's, yeah. It's, you're there to try and help them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, so what about funding then? Uh, you're spending a lot of money gambling. So how are you living? How am I living? Oh, yeah. I'll just, I'll be living off my parents. Like, and my brothers, like, yeah, they would, um, they would pay for a lot. Like all I needed was just petrol to get around. So I would always just scrap up some coins or favors for friends and like an Uber ride or something. And that would, that would lead to just how I would get by day to day. But, um, yeah, they, eventually I would just gamble that money too. Like, yeah, any, let's say any, any money that I did earn, I would just, try to gamble it just to win what i was chasing like it was just 
yeah, a rinse repeat thing that I would do. Yeah, or carried on for a good three years. Like, well, the period of gambling was around like eight years. It all started, but three years. That's when, yeah, it was pretty, pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. So, how often did you try and stop, and how effective was it? I would stop every week. Let's say. Yeah. Every week, I'll tell myself that I wouldn't do it again. Probably the longest I'd go. For, the longest I did go for was like three months. But every week I would just try to stop. Yeah. Yeah. Well, every time I would lose, I would say, no, I'm not going again. But it's just so hard, like the temptation. I would just find myself there, but I wouldn't wake up from like all my, it's like automatic drive. I would just go there, play. If I would win, I would never leave. I would just donate it all back to them. And it's just, yeah, I'll just leave. And that's when I would wake up once I've lost it all and, or if I spent so much time there, I would realize, like, oh, my God, I'm still here and it's been, like, hours. And, yeah, I would just – I would force myself out. But I would never ever force myself out when I'm happy. It's yeah. They lock you in that place. Like, they yeah. just – yeah. Yeah. So is, um, is it worse online gambling on the pokies or in a pokey venue? It's on, – on the other pokey venue, you, you can socialize a bit. You can enjoy yourself there because there's alcohol there. There's people you can talk to. People having fun, you'd want that too. So you, yeah. what would make it fun if you mm. win? So they would, yeah, I'll, yeah, you'll do that. But online, I was my personally, I was just trying to chase money, and because um, you could, you could bet more amounts than you could do on the pokies. So yeah, it was just chasing money a lot. Yeah. Like, yeah, you just wanted, I just wanted that money, but I, yeah, it was hard. Yep. Um, so what sort of bets were you putting in online? Like $100 spins or wow. like, yeah. yeah, I don't even know how I actually, yeah. I'll win, I'll win, I'll get lucky at the pokies and then I'll bring it online and I'll just, once I, I'll start small, it would end up big win, like big wins. And then that's when I'll just like, yes, I'm feeling lucky. Let's just bump it up a bit and eventually I would just be making yeah hundred dollar bets hundred dollar wow. spins if I hear the feature it would be enormous amount of that I would win and that's what I was chasing all the time yeah yeah but but when you had money you couldn't keep it no so it, it's sort of ironic isn't it that yeah. gamblers end up with lots of money but they just gamble it away and so it, it's not a means to an end it's just a means yeah yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I have a friend in Sydney who's actually he's got the same problem, and we I didn't even know anyone who was like me until I was talking to him, and he we were talking about it. We were just confused. We don't know why we do it. We just we just do it. It's just crazy what we do, and we would just support each other every time he gambles. Or we would have each other's backs, but we just couldn't. We didn't know how to do it, like yeah. how to take care of it. Like, yeah. so at what point did you seek help? I seeked help when I realized like I couldn't do this anymore. I hit rock bottom. I had no one. I couldn't speak to my friends about it. I was ashamed of myself. Like I was ashamed, so ashamed. And I was wanted to seek Gamblers Anonymous for like um, in 2019 at the start, but um, I was just sometimes I'll just find myself just just in tears when I've just just gambled and just realized who I am that day and how low I've become to just do the things I do. And then one day 
it was after my like a month after my birthday i stopped actually gambling again i tried it again but then i blew i blew all the money that i just had at the time and i'm just like oh i went to a ga a person i met outside he goes it'll change your life when you go in there and i just went in there and therapy when it came to therapy i couldn't even speak i just just was in tears just yeah yeah i was just lost I was I looked so different back then. I had long hair to my shoulders. Yeah. I was wearing a cap because I was so frustrated. I'd rip my hair out sometimes when I would lose at home. Um, I had a beard that was just yeah. I would just never look after myself. Like I didn't at all. Like I just yeah. I didn't know who I was. Yeah, yeah. I was just lost. <laughs> yeah, it seems strange looking at you now. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's just unreal. Like I surprise yeah. myself sometimes. Actually, till this day, that like who I am today, yeah. and the goals I have today. Like I just lost my dreams and goals when I was actually in the midst of like insanity mode. Like, yeah. Okay. Uh, also, we might take another break. You don't have a million dollars and still want to have a good education for your kid. Tune into the Dogs Program. We are the defenders of government schools. 12pm on Saturdays here on 3CR. 855 and AM Dial podcast streaming live on 3cr.org.au and 3CR Digital. We defend government schools because they need it. This is the Living Free Show on 3CR Digital Radio and streaming on 3cr.org.au forward slash streaming. I'm talking with Ram about recovering from compulsive gambling with the help of Gamblers Anonymous. Uh, so, Ram, just before the break, we talked about getting into um, or seeking help from Gamblers Anonymous. So what was the exact mechanism of you actually getting through the doors? Oh, it was... Actually, I knew I was... I knew what I had to do and I was a bit scared at the time because I didn't know what was going to go on in there and if they would judge me, if they wouldn't help me or if I'm wasting my time, but it was actually, um, they actually just saved my life pretty much. Like I just, I was a lost person who actually didn't know what I wanted to do. My dreams were just shattered because of what I've done to myself. And yeah, it really has saved my life. Like, yeah. Yeah. So what sort of people make up GA in, in the meeting you went to? Um, they're just, people every day they all have regular jobs and stuff they're all just compulsive gamblers but they were struggling with the same problem i have like the people there they they were they weren't judging they were helpful they were they 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 had my back about this because i didn't know who would like they there was yeah i felt like stronger because i knew i could these people had the same problem as me like Okay, so did they explain the nature of compulsive gambling? Yes, yeah. yes. When I first got arrived there, um, one of one of the persons told me that is a disease. <clears throat> and it was a disease that um like he has, I have, and we all have that here. That we come here because we have a problem with gambling. Yeah. So, um, did it, did going to GA enable you to stop using drugs and alcohol? Yes, but drugs, I stopped using drugs and then I found myself still gambling. And But it's really stopped me from gambling altogether. Like me attending the meetings every week, I, yeah, it's good. I remind myself how I, what I used to be, their stories are my stories and the fellowship is just, yeah, we, we just somewhere where we can vent of what we've done, what who we are today and yeah. 
what what we can do. Like yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so have you got involved in GA? Yes, I am actually the RSO, which is the regional service officer for Cheltenham, Cheltenham's area. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm the person who actually goes to the RSO meetings where we we get information on what's going on, like events and stuff. Um, like where we get our literature, I have to give them, yeah, just just what we need, like um, tokens and stuff like that. And I'll report back to our our GA meeting and just tell them every week what's going on with GA. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. So what's it like to be of service to others now? Well, like it was, it's my, I didn't know what I wanted to do in life. And because being a gambler, I was just lost. I, I find like, I always wanted to help people. And this was like my calling, like to help people. Like I just, I'm helping actually gamblers. I've actually got, I'm sponsored, well, someone sponsored to me and he had the same problem when he came in. He, he was lost. He lost everything. He was, he was, he was, he uses drugs and yeah, I was talking to him, but yeah, it would, it, it feels good to help him. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, um, going to GA meetings. So is this a thing for life? Yes. Like I, I think I have to go there like every week because it's, I have a problem. Like every time I leave it, like I left, I didn't go for two weeks and I did feel it was so urges and I tried to fight it. But like, luckily one of my mem one of the members actually, my sponsor actually called me and goes, where I, where, how you been? Are you being good? Like, I haven't seen you or like just asking about you. And I, I just told him why I didn't go is because I had things up work and stuff, but he just reminded me that I have to go to a meeting. So I attended one in the middle of the, in the middle of the next day, which is where I normally go. And yeah, he came with me and he had my support and he was actually just making sure, like just supporting me. And yeah. no one, no one would do that because I didn't understand it at all. And it was just like, wow, like, uh, I can't believe he actually called me. Like it's support like that is just like, it's invaluable. It's, yeah. It's priceless. Like, yeah. it's just like, yeah. Yeah. And and the understanding uh, like people have there for a, ga a gambler like it's yeah they understand what I'm going through like yeah. yeah okay so has it helped in your relationship with your family yes like I'm actually attending or every every family function or every event that our family does um, I told my parents about so they they they're very they're being supportive my brothers as well my sister my sister actually attended one of the meetings with me just to see what it's all about yeah. it was, it was yeah it was pretty cool <laughs> like yeah. yeah so she gets an understanding of it yeah yeah it's really important that family understands what the gambler's going through yeah. family and friends because it's so foreign to people who don't have a gambling problem yeah or an addiction um to understand that if you do have an addiction, you can't control it because they just think, oh, you just, just stop. Yeah. But you can't. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can't. It's it's hard. It's like, yeah, the hardest thing I've actually done in my entire life for now. Like, it's just, I've just woken up when, ever since I arrived at GA. Like, I know what I want to do. I'm actually studying now. Um, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm just trying to help people. I'm starting to help people, like, I just don't know. I just, yeah, that's all I want to do now, just to help people. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what about relationships? Has it helped you dealing with um, issues? Yes. Like, yeah, I'm, 
Yeah, I'm just speaking out loud. I'm actually telling people what I who I was, yep. and like, yeah, people were actually just got supportive, even though they don't really I understand. I've tried to explain, but I do have a a chat group who like it's. I should have left it because they all they do is talk about gambling, and it's frustrating when I actually do see it. But it's not their fault. Like I don't blame them or anything. It's just, it's just how the world is. Like they yeah. gamble, but they're just not like they're not they're nothing like me. No, like, they are nothing like me. They're not compulsive. Yeah. They're not compulsive. No. They're just straight. They're, they're, it's good that they do it. Like I just don't want. Like I would see if they do do it, I would see that happen, and then I would help them. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. So what's it like not gambling? Easy? Not gambling, yes. Yeah. It's it's a bit... Sometimes I will feel a temptation, but I feel free from... Like, I could think for myself. I'm not... Like, I know what I'm doing day to day. I know what I'm... Know where I want to go. I can think clearly. I don't... I'm not chasing something that it was just a... Just... I don't even know what I was chasing, like, then. But now I actually know where I want to go in my life. Like, yeah, I, I do so much now. Like, I... Yeah, it's, it's just great. Yeah. So... Have you deleted all the apps off your phone? Yes, I have, but I still get emails from ah. them. I'm blocking them, but funny thing, they, there's, a, there's always a different one just chasing me, yep. like always trying to chase me. I get calls from them still, and it's just like, no, I've stopped. I get letters sent to me from just other random ones from overseas. I don't know why they're sending me, but yeah. I've just, everything's gone. Like, I, they still have a way to get to me. Like, yeah, wow. I hate it. Like, yeah, um, yeah, I just hate it. I hate it, but I just ignore it. I know better. Like, I could think before I want to just go into it. Like, yeah. yeah. So do they offer you incentives to get back in? Yes. Yeah. All the time. All yeah. the time, yeah. Yeah. It's insidious, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, so how's, how's life different for you now, just on a day-to-day basis? Day-to-day basis? I feel happy. Like, I feel happy cooking my own breakfast like i'd never eat breakfast like i would just wait till lunch or i would just be and i'm not tired so much these days like i've got a lot of energy to do things so yeah i picked up my old hobbies as well music so and yeah i'm just loving life pretty much like i'm just yeah i know what but i'm still like my i know i could have a chance to actually fall back in but I could think and actually resist it. Like, um, I either I could just do it by myself, but yeah. Yeah. It's a lot easier with friends. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so, um, meeting other people who have a gambling problem and talking to them, how does that help you to sort of balance the way you're thinking? Oh, they... Like, I, I could have a normal conversation with them. Like, they've, it's like they're my brother or sister. Like, I yeah. could just talk to them about it. And they they understand. And they can just straight up relate to me. And it's like, how? Like, I can't... Like, it's surprisingly still to this day that I can talk to someone about gambling. And so, so naturally, when I have other people who just... They just tell me to stop. They just yeah. tell me to just, you know, Cut you, you just got to stop. And it's like, how you do you, you can't just say that. I can't do that. Like they just don't understand it. Like it's yeah. just frustrating just listening to them sometimes because I just can't do it. But until you have, until you actually get like, you talk to someone who does make you understand, like they know what you're going through so they can relate straight up. Like, yeah. 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 So um, you find people are in fellowship are a lot, closer than family because they know more about you they know yeah. things about you that your family don't know yeah yeah 
Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are close. Like, um, even if I meet new members, like they, it's, it's, it's a, yeah, we just know where we come from. Pretty much their story is my story and we just know where we've come from, but we're not there again. Like, yeah, yeah. we're not there. Yet. We're not going there. We're yeah. not going there. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, one of the things that happens is, you know, when people break and they go away from GA and then come back. So do you notice people coming in having done that? Yes. A lot of the young people, like, I don't know why it's because maybe their ego, like a lot of it is, could could be their ego or they just either they've just stopped or they're still gambling, but I'm not too sure what they're actually, but yeah, I do see that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. People come and go. Yeah. Um, and the fellowship accepts them. Yep. We accept anyone who has a gambling problem. Yeah. Yep. They, yeah. Anyone who does have a gambling problem. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, so, um, I guess the other one I was going to say was, um, how, you know, thinking, forward have you have you started to financially plan yourself looking forward now that you've got certainty yes yes i have like it actually feels good again to do it like i have savings i haven't had that for some time and i've got plans i've i actually budget everything so yeah i don't yeah so i don't gamble yeah i yeah I'm keeping up to things. My every bill is paid. I'm just not leaving it for my brothers to take care of. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's good. So, do you need to put in any protection so that you can't get to it? Yeah, like I don't manage my savings at all now. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah, I have my brother looking after it. Like, yes, yeah, he. I I can't thank him enough for actually doing that. Like, yeah, he's no. he's the best brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, was that your decision? No, he helped me out. It was his decision before I went to GA. Yeah. And yeah, it was, he, he told me and I'm like, yeah, take care of it. And yeah, yeah. it was his decision. Yes. Yeah. He just can't thank him enough. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so is that a good long-term plan or no, just a short term? Short term. Cause yeah. I was actually talking about with him a couple of days ago that, yeah, I'm, I'm okay to manage my own money. Like I want to get a few new things and stuff. So yeah, yeah. he's, he's cool. Like, yeah. yeah, I can manage it myself. I believe I can. Like, it's, yes, I can. Yeah. Okay. So what about with your, your parents? Are they sort of accepting of where you are and where you're going now? Yes. Yeah, yeah they, they accept it. They they actually, they've taken down, because they do go to the casinos and stuff, they would have things around the house that are from the casino. So they will just, they've boxed it all away. They've just got rid yeah. of everything that involves gambling in my house is all gone. So, right, okay. Yeah, they, I appreciate them doing that for me. Yeah. No, it's good to get family help. Um, to Because it is, it is, a, it is still a struggle. Yeah. Um, it's not something that comes naturally. Yeah. yeah. So do you ever sort of think it would be nice to gamble? Does that thought still come across you? It, it does, but then it's just like the the result of it is like the main thing I don't want again. Like it's the loss and the feeling of frustration. The win is like, yeah, it's great, but how there's... I would, I, would, I would always freaking achieve the loss. Yeah. And I um, never want to go back there because I... I, I'm, I'm a hater. I'm not, never a hater. I always, uh, like, I'm always giving and I'm never that person when I'm gambling. I'm always just, say, a loser. I am, yeah, I'll keep what I can just to get rid of. 
I would just, just to give away. Yeah, yeah and I would yeah. do things out out of the ordinary just to keep it keep that up. And it's not a good thing to do. It's not. It's not me. Let's say no. It wasn't me. No. No. Okay. Um, so what would you sort of say to somebody who was like you? Yeah. Oh, what would I say? I would yeah. say if you keep it up and you're so frustrated every day, just go to find the GA group and go to it. Just, if you don't like it in 90 days, then just go do what you do. Yeah. But if you yeah. want to stop gambling, literally just go there, just go there. Yeah. Like it saved my life. It will save you and it'll stop you gambling. Yeah. People will be there to support you and they'll understand what you're going through. Okay. That sounds good. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Righto. Um, If anybody's out there who'd like to know a bit more about Gamblers Anonymous, then you can either phone them on 03 9696 6108 or you can go online at gaaustralia.org.au. Ram, uh, thanks for coming into 3 South Studio this afternoon and sharing your gambling, gambling recovery story with us. Thanks for having me, Bill. It's a pleasure. Uh, Join us next week when we'll feature recovery from compulsive drinking and we'll be joined by some members of Alcoholics Anonymous. Stay tuned now for some more great summer radio programming on 3CR and to take us out, we've got a song called Back to the Wall by the Divinals.